Hello and welcome back to my podcast. For this episode, we are going to read the first chapter of the book, Percy Jackson and the Greek Gods. This chapter is called The Beginning Stuff, so I hope you enjoy. The Beginning and Stuff In the beginning, I wasn't there. I don't think the ancient Greeks were either. Nobody had a pen and paper to take notes, so I can't vouch for what follows, but I can tell you it's what the Greeks thought happened. At first, there was pretty much nothing. A lot of nothing. The first god, if you can call it that, was chaos. A gloomy, soupy mist with all the matter in the cosmos just drifting around. Here's a fact for you. Chaos literally means the gap, and we're not talking about the clothing store. Eventually, chaos got less chaotic. Maybe it got bored of with being all gloomy and misty. Some of its matter collected and solidified into the earth, which, unfortunately, developed a living personality. She called herself Gaia, the Earth Mother. Now, Gaia was the actual earth. The rocks, the hills, the valleys, the whole enchilada but she could also take on a human-like form. She liked to walk across the earth, which was basically walking across herself, in the shape of a matronly woman with a flowing green dress, curly black hair and a serene smile on her face. The smile hid a nasty disposition. You'll see that soon enough. After a long time alone, Guy looked up into the misty nothing above the earth and said to herself, You know what would be good? A sky. I could really go for a sky. And it would be nice if he was also a handsome man I could fall in love with, because I'm kind of lonely down here with just these rocks. Either Chaos heard her and cooperated, or Guy simply willed it to happen. Above the earth, the sky formed protective dome that was blue in the daytime and black at night. The sky named itself Uranus. And yeah, that's another spelling for Uranus. There's pretty much no way you can pronounce that name without people snickering. It just sounds wrong. Why didn't he choose a better name for himself, like Deathbringer or Jose? I don't know, but it might explain why Uranus was so cranky all the time. Like Gaia... Uranus can take human shape and visit the Earth, which is good because the sky is way up there and long-distance relationships never work out. In physical form, he looked like a tall, buff guy with longish, dark hair. He wore only a loincloth, and his skin changed colour, sometimes blue with cloudy patterns across his muscles, sometimes dark with glimmering stars. Hey! Guy had dreamed him to look like that. Don't blame me. Sometimes you'll see pictures of him holding a zodiac wheel, representing all the constellations that pass through the sky over and over for eternity. Anyway, Uranus and Guy got married. Happy, happily ever after? Not exactly. Part of the problem was that Chaos got a little creation happy. It thought to its misty, gloomy self. Hey, earth and sky. That was fun. I wonder what else I can make. Soon it created all sorts of other problems. And by that, I mean gods. Water, 
collected out of the mist of chaos, cooled in the deepest parts of the earth, and formed the, f- the first seas, which naturally developed a consciousness, the god Pontus. Then chaos really went nuts and thought, I know, how about a dome like the sky, but at the bottom of the earth? That would be awesome. So another dome came into being beneath earth, but it was dark and murky and generally not very nice, since it was always hidden from the light of the sky. This was Tartarus, the pit of evil, and as you can guess from the name, he, when he developed a godly personality, he didn't win any popularity contests. The problem was both Pontus and Gaia liked the problem was both Pontus and Tartarus liked Gaia, which put some pressure on her relationship with Uranus. A bunch of other primordial gobs popped up, but if I tried to name them all, we'd all be here for weeks. Chaos and Tartarus had a kid together, don't ask how, I don't know, called Nyx, who was the embodiment of night. Then Nyx, somehow all by herself, had a daughter named Hemera, who was day. Those two never got along because they were, they, was a di- they were as different as well, you know. According to some stories, Chaos also created Eros, the god of procreation. In other words, mummy gods and daddy gods having lots of little baby gods. Other stories claim Eros was the, was the son of Aphrodite. We'll get to her later. I don't know which version is true, but I do know Gaia and Uranus started having kids with very mixed results. First, they have a batch of 12, six girls and six boys called the Titans. These kids looked human, but they were much taller and more powerful. You'd figure 12 kids would be enough for anybody, right? I mean, with a family that big, you've basically got your own reality TV show. Plus, once the Titans were born, Things started to go sour with Uranus and Gaia's marriage. Uranus spent a lot more time hanging out in the sky. He didn't visit, he didn't help with the kids. Gaia got resentful. The two of them started fighting. As the kids grew older, Uranus would yell at them and basically act like a horrible dad. A few times Gaia and Uranus tried to patch things up. Gaia decided maybe if they had another set of kids it would bring them closer. I know, right? Bad idea. She gave birth to the triplets. The problem. These new kids defined the word ugly. They were were as big and strong as titans, except hulking and brutish and in desperate need of a body wax. Worst of all, each kid had a single eye in the middle of his forehead. Talk about a face only a mother could love. Well, Gaia loved these guys. She named, she named them the Elder Cyclopses, and eventually they would spawn a whole race of other, lesser Cyclopses. But that was much later. When Uranus saw the Cyclops triplets, he freaked. These cannot be my kids, they don't even look like me. They are your children, you deadbeat. Guy screams back, don't you dare leave me to race them on my own. Don't worry, I won't, Uranus growled. He stormed off and came back with thick chains made from the night sky's pure darkness. 
he bound up the Cyclopses and tossed them into Tartarus, which was the only part of creation where Uranus wouldn't have to look at them. Harsh, right? Guy screamed and wailed, but Uranus refused to release the Cyclopses. No one else dared to oppose his orders because by this time he was getting a reputation as a pretty scary dude. I am the king of the universe, he bellowed. How could I not be? I am literally above everything else. I hate you, Guy wailed. Gah, you will do as I say. I am the first and best of the primordial gods. I was born before you, Guy protested. You wouldn't even be here if I didn't. Don't test me, he snarled. I've got plenty more chains of darkness. As you can guess, Guy threw a total earthquake fit, but she didn't see what else she could do. Her first kids, the Titans, were almost adults now. They felt bad for mum. They didn't like their dad much either. Guy was always bad-mouthing him with good reason, but the Titans were scared of Uranus and felt helpless to stop him. I, I have to keep it together for the kids, Guy thought. Maybe I should give it one more try with Uranus. Sure, she arranged a nice romantic evening. Candles, roses, soft music. They must have rekindled some of the old magic. A few months later, Guy gave birth to one more set of triplets. As if she needed more proof that her marriage to Uranus was dead. The new kids were even more monstrous than the Cyclopses. Each one had a hundred arms all around his chest like sea urchin spines, and fifty teeny tiny heads clustered on his shoulders. It didn't matter to Gaia. She loved their little faces, all hundred and fifty of them. She called the, the triplets hundred-handed ones. She barely had time to give them names though when Uranus marched over, took one look at them and snatched them from Gaia's arms. Without a word, he wrapped them in chains and tossed them into Tartarus like bags of recycling. Clearly, the Sky Dude had issues. Well, that was pretty much it for Gaia. She wailed and moaned and caused so many earthquakes that her Titan kids came, to, came running to see what was wrong. Your father is a complete... I don't know what she called him, but I have a feeling that's when the first swear words were invented. She explained what had happened, then she raised her arms and caused the ground to rumble beneath her. She summoned the hardest substance she could find from her earthy domain and shaped it with her anger and created the first weapon ever made. A curved iron blade about three feet long. She fixed it to a wooden handle made from a nearby tree branch and then showed her invention to the titans. Behold, my children, she said. The instrument of my revenge. I will call it a scythe. The titans muttered among themselves. What, what is that for? Why is it curved? How do you spell scythe? One of you needs to step up, Gaia cried. Uranus isn't worthy to be king of the cosmos. One of you will kill him and take his place. The titans looked pretty uncomfortable. So explain this whole killing thing said Oceanus. He was the oldest titan boy, but he mostly hung out in the far reaches of the sea with the primordial water god, who he called Uncle Pontus. What does it mean to kill? She wants us to exterminate our dad, famous guest. 
She was one of the smartest girls and she immediately got the concept of punishing someone for a crime. Like, make him not exist anymore. Is that even possible? asked her sister Rhea. I thought we were all immortal. Guy snarled in frustration. Don't be coward, it's very simple. You take this sharp, pointy blade and cut your dad into small pieces so he can't bother us again. Whichever you does, this will be the ruler of the universe. Also, I will make you those cookies you used to like, with the sprinkles. Now, in modern times, we have a word for this sort of behaviour. We call it psycho. Back then, the rules of behaviour were a lot looser. Maybe you'll feel better about your own relatives knowing that the first family in creation was also the first dysfunctional family. The titans started mumbling and pointing at each other like, hey, you'd be good at killing dad. Uh, no, I think you should do it. I'd love to kill dad, but honestly, I've got this thing I have to do, so I'll do it, said a voice from the back. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to see part two of this chapter just listen to the next episode from this podcast bye